Hello, and welcome to episode 218 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm James. And Wizards has taken mercy upon us and is going to make it so people don't have to draft Phyrexia All Will Be One anymore. <laughs> They're giving us a new set on Arita, Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered. Yeah, I think we alluded to it once or twice, but we've got a lot more details and all the cards, and we're going to break it down. Yeah. Break it down. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, stop. Hammer time. Uh, but um, so if you would reach out to us on social media, say hi, all that stuff, all those links are in the description below. Come say hi. Come uh, interact. Yeah, check us out. We're fun. Yeah. <laughs> you just got uh, you just got MC hammered. That's right. If you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Plug that address into your web browser there and head on over to TCG player. As long as you use that link, anything you purchase will help support the show. And we would appreciate that because we have all sorts of show-related expenses that we would like to cover. So we would. If you're gonna, yep. If you're gonna buy magic product, that's a free way for you to support the show. We would appreciate it. If you want to support us more directly by throwing money at us, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Um, you can chip a couple bucks in if you like the content we make and you want us to keep doing more of it or, you know, whatever. If you just don't like your money, I guess that works too. Um, patrons get access to our show notes. So you get a sneak peek of what the upcoming show is going to be about. Patrons also get access to our pre-show where you get about another hour worth of content out of us. Um, usually not super magic related. Usually it's just me and Brian hanging out. Uh, we don't get to see each other nearly as often as we used to. And this is our chance to catch up every week. So we record it so that you guys can kind of come along for the ride. Um, it's also when we make sure all our equipment is working, which hasn't been working a lot lately. So uh, that content is very raw. So there was yeah. a lot of a lot of waiting around for Brian's audio to show up on my screen. So, um, but you do get another hour out of us, and patrons also get put on my mailing list for when I have givebacks to do. Uh, roughly every other month, I send little tokens of our appreciation out to our patrons. And uh, I don't know, seem to go over pretty well. They're yeah. they're neat little things. It's always a surprise. So if you're interested in any of that, or like I said, you just want to support the show, it's Patreon.com/slash/CasualTryHardMTG. And then we also have our YouTube channel. Make sure you check our YouTube channel out, CasualTryHardMTG on YouTube, where Brian has limited content coming out uh, about three times a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. I'd imagine we're going to get some shadows over Innistrad coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe f do one more Phyrexia Albi one draft to get us through this week, and then next week we'll probably start the uh, the Shadows over Innistrad content. Nice. So if you're looking for some of that, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also watch a video version of this podcast over on YouTube where you get to look at our smiling faces while we speak at you. It's like a like a Pikachu, but with speaking. Pika um, Pika. Yeah. And you get Tomfoolery Tuesdays over there also, where I play whatever I feel like playing, some sort of constructed something or other. Uh, this week, I 
Well, it'll be in the future right now, but when you guys listen to this, it'll be in the past. So I played um, Juggernauts in Historic. So give me a, how did it go? Fifty-fifty. Uh, okay, not bad. Yep. I didn't I didn't stick to any particular list. I kind of drew inspiration from a couple different ones. The arena lists that I saw, for some reason, none of them were playing Faithless Looting. And I thought that was a a huge mistake. Yes. If that card is legal, so, you should play it. Yeah. So I that was the first thing I did was add four Faithless Looting. Figure it out from there. Yep. Figure those it out are, from there. Those are the best decks. Four Faithless Looting, figure it out from there. That's right. So if you wanna if you wanna see how I did, uh, head on over to our YouTube channel, check it out. Drop us a comment or a like or a subscribe or any, any of those things. things that content creators crave. Yeah. The, the caress of a woman. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> things content <laughs> creators crave. She's not home yet. Okay. Um, I think she said she was stopping at Target on the way home. So she may never come back. Maybe not. She's she's at Target now. Yep. Forever. <laughs> All right. So we are going to do the Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered. We're going to, like I said, talk about what's going to come to Arena and impact primarily Pioneer, not Pioneer, Explorer. Or, getting yeah. us closer to uh, going from being Pioneer Junior to just effectively pioneer yeah like 99 percent of pioneer it's kind of like um as people put out like legacy on magic online yeah where legacy and vintage on magic online not all of the cards that are on that are from magic are on magic online but on the ones that matter are Mm mm-hmm Random yeah, and they do a pretty good job of trying to keep stuff that matters on there. Yeah, random 2-2 two, two for 2, not on there. Yeah. But they have Snapcaster Mage, which used to matter. Uh, used to matter. Yeah. Maybe it will matter for Arena. Maybe. So this is getting us closer and giving us a handful of cards that either currently see or could see some play in... Uh, Pioneer. Uh, ex- uh, or Explorer. Pi- yeah, ex- sorry. In Pioneer onto uh, into Explorer, getting us that much closer to being real enough Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done a few things. Well, they're doing something interesting with this set, which is in an attempt to keep the draft format fl- fresh. Well, I guess first. Boy, we're do- I'm, I'm killing it today. I guess first... <laughs> We should say what Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered is. What is this set exactly? Um, so kind of like how they did Kaladesh and... Aether Revolt? Amonkhet. Oh, yeah. Um, they kind of squished those blocks down into one set to get them mostly on Arena. Um, it's basically what this is. So Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered is kind of Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon squished together to form, I guess it's supposed to be like a cohesive draft environment or like a curated draft environment, a Shadows Over Innistrad cube or something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Um, 
to do two things. Number one, give us something else to draft so maybe Wizards can make some money off of it. And also get some more cards onto Arena. Um, I think that's probably the number one um, criticism. I, I don't know if criticism is the right word, but complaint about Arena is that it doesn't have enough cards on it because people want to play all sorts of other stuff on Arena because it's easier to look at than Magic Online. Yeah, the interface is just so much better. Yeah. So this is getting us closer. So um, this is uh, 302 cards, including 15 basics, which, why? But okay, 302 cards. Does that include the bonus sheets? Or is that plus the bonus sheets? Um, We didn't talk about the bonus sheets. Hey, there's we were, bonus sheets. <laughs> uh, hmm. Working on it now. The bonus sheet will feature... Uh, so there's 72 additional cards. Okay, I think. so that's that's without the bonus sheets. That's without the bonus sheets. So kind of like we had with Brothers War and Strixhaven, um, the packs for Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered, both the ones you buy in the store and the draft packs will have a bonus slot. Um, I guess technically it's not a bonus slot because it replaces a card from your pack. But it'll be a card not in the base set. Um, there's four bonus sheets, I guess, mm -hmm. that they're going to rotate through. Um, like every week, there'll be a different bonus sheet for four weeks. And do we want to talk about some of what's on the bonus sheets or we can talk about some some of the uh the heavy hitters okay there are so like i said there's four bonus sheets um one is called creature type terror one is called fatal flashback one is morbid and macabre and one is abominable all-stars hey there um, you're an all-star oh, yeah um, so the ones that really matter, right, uh, is dad, daddy's home, gristle dad, gristle dad. Yeah. Um, which he was kind of on arena anyway, right? Wasn't he like something you could like, oh, what is it called? He was um, in Momir. Momir. Yes. You could Momir into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, Lingering Souls too. That might be uh it might be past Lingering Souls as Prime, but yeah. Lingering Souls is a deceivingly powerful card. Past in Flames? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Not that we have any rituals, but Yeah. Um we have Yogmoth. Does Young Wolf do anything? Uh it could. Like it's one of the cards that goes in that deck. I was looking to see if there are any other uh what's it called? Um any other undying creatures, but I don't think there are. Yeah. Uh Huntmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh simpler time. Yeah. Back For those of you who don't know, this this was one of the cards that was like a Jund All-Star. It's a 2-2 that makes a 2-2. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then it transforms with the old werewolf mechanic right. into a 4-4 four, four that, like, domes something based on the number of wolves you have or something. Uh, deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to one target that player controls. Okay. And when it, so when it transforms back, you get another 2-2. Two, two. So yep. it's like this slow value engine. Uh, we don't do slow value engines in 2023. Nope. Um, there's also Invisible Stalker. <clears throat> yep. Who wears pants very well. Very well. It's like the ultimate bogle because it's unblockable. Yeah, so it... Um, what was I going to say? It has... Um, <clears throat> uh, and we have all the glitters and ethereal armor on Arena already. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, ready, he's ready for his pants. Let's go. Ready to go. Um, why is Evolving Wilds on a bonus sheet? I don't know. Like... I saw it and I was like, I don't understand why this is here. Yeah, it's very strange. And same with like faith. I I can see like faithless looting like impacting the draft environment. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully it'll be not a weird art, also, so that we don't have to play with that weird art. This is true. This is true. the The old border deck art is pretty good. Well, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's the art they're going to use. I just. Hopefully it oh. won't be the Strixhaven art. Oh, I guess they are all the newest version. Yeah. I, you would think that they would put the exact version they were going to put on Arena. Yeah, I don't I don't oh. know. This list isn't from Wizards. It's from... Oh, no. I, I, I'm i on the Mothership's list. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm on magic.wizards.com. But at the bottom it says, okay. No, Carnage is displayed in the list may be uh, versions not present president of this product this list is not a card for card product display but rather represent representative of all the cards you'll find that's strange you know what cards you're putting in you have the assets just put them on this right it doesn't seem like it should be that hard but here we are here we are um we also get the innistrad lords so diagraph captain drug skull captain Stormkirk Captain. Mm. The Vampire Spirit Zombie Lords. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that matters or not, but. Like, since they're not. Like. Is, like, blue. Is Bant Spirits good enough for Historic? Because you get, um. In, in the main set, you get Avacyn's Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could, like, Pilgrim, have, like, Pilgrim and Collected Company. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe some other Mana Dork could have, like, enough... Uh, enough ramp to make, like, you know, Cocoa Wing into a Spell Queller and a Drug Skull Captain, like, good enough. Mm-hmm. So, like, it could, it could matter. I don't, I don't know if the vampire one does. Um, the vampire one... Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, vampires is like kind of playable already, but yeah. I think it's kind of playable because it's mono black. Mm-hmm. I think if you go into a different color, I don't know how playable it is. Agreed. 
but I don't uh, I don't play historic very often. Yeah. Uh, which apparently no one does, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't know. I play it once in a while, but uh, so I again, played Juggernauts in Historic this week. You did. I did. You did. So that's that's something. Um, where so Saffron Olive? I think tweeted this out. I don't know where I can find. Here it is. They have the Historic decks. User submitted historic decks on um, uh, on MTG Goldfish mm-hmm. in six month chunks. Yeah. So when historic started February 2020, there were 256 decks posted. Okay. Then August, that next six month period, uh, there were 3,000 decks. Then by February 2021, that next six-month period, 1,400. August 21, 960. February 2020, mm. 450. August 2022, uh, f- uh, 243. February two, uh, 2023, 246. So people don't really play this. At least... The people on Goldfish are not uploading decks. Right. And, like, that's... I mean, I guess it's kind of a representation of what's going on, but it also does not tell the whole story, because... True. Like, you have to put a deck up there, too, for it to count. And How often do you upload decks to Goldfish? This is true, but you would think they have a big enough user base that if people were interested, this is, like... Perhaps a reasonable... I don't know how many decks get uploaded each month. Yeah. And then, like, they have the, the melee data as well. Where, like, the, the number of games has fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. Uh, this is not the time to be dunking on historic and <laughs> wizard's choices. This is right. time to be talking about new cards or new-ish... New to arena cards. New to arena cards. So, we're not going to go through... All of the cards coming to Arena. Oh, God, no. Do you know how long it would take us to go through 300 cards? Uh, Forever. Forever. But instead, we kind of picked up the ones that are new to Arena and... That might matter. And that might matter. And I think we, like, missed one, but that's all right. Uh, I can add it. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna just kind of work down this list. Uh, James made it, and then uh, I added some stuff. So you kind of have both of our uh, thoughts on on this. Mm-hmm. So first up, uh, one that I added, Blessed Alliance. So yeah, I guess I wasn't aware. Like this still sees play. I don't know if it I know still it did sees for play. a little while. It, it's one of those cards that like can exist. Um, yeah. And it, I don't know if it does, but it is one of the white for an instant uh, with Escalate two, so you can pay. Escalate is effectively just kicker that mm-hmm. they renamed for reasons. It, yeah, and every time you escalate it, you get to pick an additional mode. Yeah. So target player can gain four life, untap two target creatures, or target opponent sacrifices an attacking creature. So a lot of times this was used by control decks. 
Uh, I don't know if it's still like viable, but it was just something I was like, oh, that has been played before and mm-hmm. could be played again. But yep. I would not go cracking these packs for that card. Uh, no. Um, and then we have a card that was surely already on Arena, right? I couldn't have been wrong. <laughs> so what is this one? Griff's Boon? Yes. This is a, kind of a key piece of the Auras decks. Uh, it's a single white mana for an Aura. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus O, oh, and has flying. And then you can pay three and a white to return it from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to a creature. Mm-hmm. As a sorcery. So James has been playing black white auras and mm-hmm. has been missing this card. I have been. So no th- longer. Th- this will be uh good for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um yeah, and I a couple of weeks ago was like, Oh yeah, it's gotta be on arena. It was not on arena. Definitely uh, not. Then we does, have... uh, does Bygone Bishop still see any play? I know that did for a while, like in I some of the company decks. Don't think uh, it is a spirit, but like spirits have gotten better spirit since it used to see play. Okay. So I don't think it does anymore, unfortunately. There's going to be a lot of like, this card was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. And then t- 2022 happened. Yeah. Or 2020, really, right? 2020, yeah. Because uh, this set's like six years old at this point. Oh God! Really? I. Th- it feels like it should be six years old. I feel like I'm getting old. Uh, Shadows of Ever. In- oh my God! Shadows of Ever Innistrad was released April eighth, twenty sixteen. Seven years old. Seven years old. Yep. So a lot has changed. Uh yeah. We enter the YOLO phase of magic card design. Um, oh, I got a quick aside. Did you see PK's video today? No, what was it? I I must have missed this whole thing, speaking about YOLOs. Um, I guess at Magicon Philly, there mm-hmm. was a, an entrance to the cosplay event that was a guy dressed as a box of magic 30. Oh, I did in, see in the thumbnail. Can. Yeah, I did see the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> and he was uh, asked to leave. Oh man. Yeah. Kyle. I, I, I guess it was old news. I had, I hadn't had heard of it either before. So, Oh, now someone can do like magic 30 in a dump. They can just surround themselves by even more garbage. Yeah. Um, I had not seen, I had yeah. seen the, like, the thumbnail, but I hadn't, like, clicked on it, so. Yeah. It was funny. You should take a look. Next next up, we have Selfless Spirit. Yeah, this is a big one for spirits. Yeah, one of the white flying 2-1. You can sacrifice it, and creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, they can you can bring it in against, like, control as like your sweeper protection. Mm-hmm. Or it you... also pairs kind of well with spell queller because the thing that you quell, the spell that you quell, you can like keep locked up through a removal spell with selfless spirit. Yeah, good point. Good point. So like it's usually like a one or a two of and like blue white spirits in mm-hmm. in the main deck 
and then they will have a like one or two in the sideboard. Yep. Um Speaking of hammer time. Yeah. We got a Sigarda's aid. It's a single white mana for an enchantment. You can cast aura and equipment spells as though they had flash, and whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you get to attach it to a creature you control. So you cast it at instant speed and snap it onto something. Um, again, this is relevant because of hammer. Yeah, colossal hammer with its ten equip cost yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's not really an ex a, a pioneer deck, but I think something that we have to kind of like be cognizant of is there are a lot more people than made the Pro Tour, this last Pro Tour, playing on Magic mm -hmm. Arena. Yeah. And we've definitely seen, like, Crokies with his, like, I'd never played Magic before. What is this game? I'm just going to, like, ram stuff together. But Attitude had, like, yeah. made some, like, really powerful decks. Like, they mm -hmm. kind of didn't follow, like, traditional Magic building thing, uh, building, like, right. norms. Conventions. Yeah, conventions. There you go. Thank you. Um, and so... <laughs> I mean, you're more. I make a good co-host. You're, you're here for more than that. Um, so uh, my pretty face. Yeah, it's one of us has to be eye candy. But Sigarda's uh, <laughs> aid is a card that, like, if enough people are start messing with it on arena, yeah, something might fall out. People might be like, "Oh, Sigarda's aid and hammer. Like, what can I put together?" Well, I mean, it also seems like we've had... This might be a card to look out for in the future, not just mm -hmm. for what somebody can put together, but we've had a lot of really weird equipments lately. Like, if you think back through, like, the four Mirrodin equipments that, like, make a token and snap mm -hmm. equip and the reconfigure stuff from Kamigawa, um, it seems like they're leaning heavier into that design space lately. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if we got something else that was, you know, a wild, like, eight eight equip costs, you know, win the game. Yeah, some other, like, weird, like, hammer yeah. variant. Where maybe or it's a more way to tutor or something. Yeah. And, like, um... Did we get open the armory? I don't believe we did. We did not. I just went and checked. Yeah. Like, speaking of tutors, open the armory. Nope. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's... It's something that, like, one, it can, like, scale and get better over time. And mm -hmm. two, with the, we've talked about it before, like, the machine, mm -hmm. right? Like, all the thousands of millions of people playing games. Right. Right? Like, there are more, pe I think there are more people playing, there are more games played on Arena than there probably have ever been on, like, Magic Online. I, I would agree with that. Right, so like something's gonna fall out of mm -hmm. of that more so than waiting for like professional magic to have an event yeah. that they wanna wanna try to break it for when there aren't that many pioneer events. Right. So, you know, this might also be that you like might have a deck where you're like, Oh, I think this is there and when they get this other card I can really test it and you just have to kinda wait. But in the yeah. back of your mind, you're, like, looking out for every equipment, like you said, or every weirdo way to tutor for an artifact. 
Yeah, the other thing is that your incentives are different on Arena than Magic Online or in Paper also. Mm -hmm. Because of the latter, because of your, you know, daily goals, because of, you know, all of the people streaming Arena, nobody's streaming anything else anymore. You're incentivized to do like big splashy things and play quick games. And that's the kind of card that leans itself towards that. Yeah. Very true. Uh now now to switch gears and do a card that kind of plays slow games. <laughs> Slows the game down to a crawl. Way down. Thalia Heretic Cathar. So yep. affectionately known as Big Thalia. Yep. Uh two and a light for uh, a three two with first strike. And creatures and non basic lands your uh your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So basically makes Excellent. your opponent pay like play like a turn behind mm -hmm. now a three two first striking body for three used to be super impressive yeah it is no longer yeah it's just, i feel like there's like this just like eats a eats a stomp mm -hmm. uh now it does like effectively beat a bone crusher giant in combat but it eats a stomp and there's a lot of like even like cards that aren't all that good Right, like bloated contaminator mm -hmm. is a three mana four four. Right, there's two and a green. Uh, what was that card you mentioned in the pre-show? Megals or whatever. Oh, Migloss. Yeah, is a three mana like four four four. 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 Um, what's the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Old Growth Troll. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also a big big. Yep. So spellbreaker. Gruel spell, ah, oh, gruel spell baker, warm, my, warm in my heart. That one, questy boy, questing boy, questy boy is is four mana, but yes. Oh yeah, that's true. Sorry. No, but like this body, her body's not as impressive as it used to be. Well, and that's not very nice to say about her. I'm not trying to body shame her. <laughs> in in the in the vernacular, God, what is that guy's name on TikTok? She can get it. <laughs> but but uh compared to the power creep her stats are not as impressive as they once were is that better <laughs> yeah there you go there you go um and white in 2016 white's three drops weren't yeah. looking that hot right it seems like all wizards has done in the last like three years is just print pushed white three drops to the point yeah. where like you can't play all of them, right? So well, well, like, it seems like they all go wide too, and like Thalia doesn't really go wide, or they're disruptive, right? Like what anointed yeah. anointed peacekeeper? Oh yeah, elite um, spellbinder, elite spellbinder, and then you yeah. have brutal Cathar, brutal Cathar, um, skyclave apparition, yeah, and uh, was it Aurelia? That's not the name. The the one white white that uh, makes a, a a one one when you attack, Adeline. Adeline, yeah. Like so, you have like, do you want a disruptive thing? Do you want a removal spell? Do you want to go wide? Yeah. And like, there's not enough spots for Thalia, I think anymore. Probably not. Right. Poor went out due to power creep. Sorry. That's all right. Just not impressive anymore. I had a good run. I had a good run. Um, 
So now to blue. Yeah, there's one card that I thought was odd that they didn't include. Which was? Do you have a guess? What blue card is missing? I am looking and I don't remember. Okay. Um, it's a deck that I played for a while. Um, we we get advanced Stitchwing. Oh. Which is three blue blue for a three four flyer. And you can pay two and a blue and discard two cards to return it from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, but the one that discards one card. And is two mana. Yeah, one and a blue, discard a card. Yeah, that's not here. I forget what it was called. It was something, something Stitchwing, but. Yeah, that is weird. Like, that feels like it should definitely, like, be, be in the, be in the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That card was great. Stitchwing Scop. Yeah, that's what it was, Stitchwing Scop. And it is. It is missing, unless it's on one of these sheets over here. I didn't see it? Because I think they're all supposed to be old cards. Oh, okay. No, it's not there. But yeah, that is weird. Stitchwing Scop was my boy. Yep. I think I have some foils of that, because... Mm-hmm. And they gave us a Wharf Infiltrator? No one played that card. The card was trash. <laughs> All right. Um, so we ha- we get Thing in the Ice. Yeah. Which I, uh, I don't know how I missed that. It's cleared oh, out at the bottom after the lands because whoever yeah, designed this was a monkey. Yeah, I didn't go down that far. That's why I missed it. Yeah, it's after the lands. It makes no sense. But... Um, Thing in the Ice, which is kind of the, like, go-to, like, blue-red spell slinger, I'm not going to die and then win the game card. Right. This card is probably only as good as, like, Arclight Phoenixes. Mm-hmm. Or the the new Thing in the Ice, the red one. Oh, the dragon? Yeah, dragon egg or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Thing in the Ice might make Phoenix something that you see more on Arena. Because mm-hmm. that is. I mean, it, it's okay. a deck that people love. Like, yes. the, the person that loves that playstyle deck, like, if it's available, is not going to play anything else. Yes, they are going to play that. Christos will be playing this deck. Yep. Right. Already has the uh, Arc Light Phoenixes, has mm-hmm. just needed a two drop to block and then win the game with. Yep. And this is it. So this will give you a like gives gives that deck a different dimension than it's had on Arena. Mm-hmm. Because it gives them a two mana blocker that is legitimately like a problem for the aggro decks. Yeah. And gives them a way like uh see when it flips, it flips into Return all non-horror creatures to their owner's hand, and it becomes mm-hmm. a 7-8. Like, if mono green goes off, you just put them all back in their hand. Right? Like, they put all these creatures out, and you're just like, put them all back. Yep. And The ultimate tempo play. Exactly. I'm going to cast spells I wanted to cast anyway, and then you're going to put all your creatures in the trash can. Uh, because you have to discard them all now. Um, 
and I will kill your fill-in-the-blank planeswalker. Yay, we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, not that it, not that it has, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Support currently, but pour over the pages. Yeah. Um, three blue, blue, draw three cards, then untap two lands. Then, oh, draw three cards, untap up to two lands, then discard. This is like the way Lotus Field gets through its deck. And if you have two For when we eventually get the rest of the pieces. Yeah. And when you have two Lotus Fields, it, gener- it generates mana. Yeah. So this is a card that we'll see play if Wizards is willing to put Lotus Field on Arena. Which, I mean, I'm, if they're trying to make it an analog to Pioneer, I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Lotus Field was that, like, far out of... Wait, no, Lotus Field is on Arena. We're missing Hidden Strings. Well, yeah, I meant the deck, not the card. Yes. Because the, the deck doesn't really function without Hidden Strings. It does not. Yeah. But no, I was like you're right, like no, I was thinking like, is it is Lotus Field on Arena? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it is, it is. That stupid Stern Proctor deck. Yep. Yeah, that deck. I hate that deck so much. Yeah. Um I play a deck that has a bunch of enter the battlefield abilities and it's like, oh my game game plan also wrecks you. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> you're pre you're pre boarded with dumb stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Incidentally. Incidental dumb stuff, and you get me. Um, Seems like all your decks are prone to incidental hate. Even just playing a bunch of creatures, <laughs> it's like, no. No, 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 no. I will say, I have Elish Norn in the deck now. Ele- elemental yeah. so has got a, 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 has made Elish Norn a, an honorary elemental. And uh, <laughs> it was either that or Yurok. And Yurok might yeah. have had to have an extra color. And, like... Elish Norn pre-boards you against, like, so many decks. Mm-hmm. Right? You just play Elish Norn and you're like, oh, this stupid um, Fires of Invention deck can never get this card off the battlefield <laughs> unless they wrath the board. Amazing. Right. Oh, Perfect. Leyline Binding? <laughs> Not today, sucker. <laughs> Not anymore you get Leyline Binding. Oh, you're going to sack your Leyline Binding for a uh, uh, an Agent of Treachery? Sick 2-3, bro. Um, but yeah, so poor, if they give us hidden strings, which like hidden strings could just be like a stupid card that shows up in like any kind of stupid, like expansion product, the jumpstart and alchemy, whatever. Yeah. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be hardly anything. It's not like it needs anything to like retrace. Is it retrace or cipher is a weird mechanic, but like whatever. Yeah. All right, now we get to the black. Yeah, and we get Collective Brutality as our first black card. One in the black for a sorcery. And it also has Escalate, like a Blessed Alliance, except this time instead of two mana, you're discarding a card. So you uh, get one mode for free, and then every additional mode, you discard a card. The mm-hmm. first mode is target opponent re- reveals their hand. You choose an instant or sorcery card, and they discard it. The second is target creature gets minus two, minus two till end of turn. And the third mode is target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Yeah. Um, so, like, 
it kind of has like clear the way uh like both in their hand and in uh uh and on the battlefield and yeah. a lot of, and you can use it to like set up reanimation yeah so like it sees play in a few different ways the first is just a discard enabler like you mentioned it would kind of slot in in place of maybe not in place of but like uh the lightning axe mm-hmm. um the second is that it's kind of just a brick wall for mono red you pitch a couple cards and undo a bolt kill one of their things and make them discard another bolt yeah and That's then they're just like everything oh. that you want to do and it's like cheap enough that like you can snag like it's not embarrassing to just like pay two mana sorcery spirit, kill a thing, even if you're not discarding cards. Right. Or like you're like, oh man, I'm a combo deck and I want to have a card that is like can kill a hate piece that's mm-hmm. on the board or take whatever. Or out a discard spell. Or be a discard spell or like be both. Right. Yep. Like where the card is best is um like you said, being a like being a discard outlet and then protecting that thing you discarded. Yep. Right? Like, I'm going to discard my Atraxa, kill, uh, you know, something that could, like, eat the Atraxa out of the graveyard, and then also get your counterspell out of your hand. Mm-hmm. All, it's like, oh, I did everything I could have ever possibly wanted. Right. So, yeah. It, and pick it, some cards that you didn't need to do it. Yeah. Um... She's still playable. She doesn't see a lot of play, but... Yeah. Lily the Last Hope. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't have this on Arena, on arena already, but... Uh, one in a black, three loyalty, up to plus one, up to one target creature gets minus two, minus one, until your next turn, so all the way through the turn cycle. Uh, minus two, mill two cards, and then you can return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. And minus seven win the game. Basically. Yeah. I think I've beaten a Lily Alt once. Uh, I don't think I've ever beat a Lily Alt. Uh, you get an Alt. emblem with uh, at the beginning of your end step, create X22 zombie creature tokens, where X is two plus the number of zombies you control. So Lily's really good when there are small creatures. Mm-hmm. So, picks them off as a plus one. Yeah. Now, the problem... <clears throat> I think the modern problem with Lily is, like, it used to just be a beating against, like, mono-white, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, now all the mono-white creatures get to get bigger. Yeah. Which makes it a little rough. And, like, mono-green. But by the time your Lily comes down, the elves have done enough. Yeah. That you're like, oh, I can... Three mana kill this elf, and it's like, yeah, I, I have a 5-6. Like, you do. <laughs> I, I acknowledge cool. your 5-6, but I did kill your elf. Cool story. Yeah. Cool story. Thanks for killing my guy. Yep. Uh, and then we have the zombie boys. Yeah, a pair of, pair of zombie cards we get. Uh, the first is Diagraph Colossus, two and a black for a 2-2. Two, two. It enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter for each zombie in your graveyard. And whenever you cast a zombie, you make a 2-2 zombie. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is Relentless Dead. 
black black for a 2-2 with Menace. When Relentless Dead dies, you can pay a black if you do put it back in your hand. And when it dies, you may pay X. If you do, return another target zombie creature with mana value X from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, like, zombies aren't, like, a tier tribe right now. Right. But, like, they're one of those things that probably just needs, like, one more piece. Mm-hmm. Right? Because between Crypt Breaker, which you already had, and Champion of the Perished... Yep. And now Relentless Dead and to a lesser extent Diagraph Colossus. And then you can even go a little bit further, Dark Salvation. Oh yeah, Dark yeah, Salvation. XX Black, you make X zombies, or target player makes X zombies, you. And yep. then you one target creature gets neg X, neg X for each zombie that that uh that player controls. So you can just like, you have a zombie-based removal spell. So it's just, like, there's probably, like, maybe one piece missing to kind of, like, put it over the top. Yeah. Some other form of card advantage or something. And, like, these are the pieces that kind of have it, like, right at the edge. hmm So, again, another one to keep an eye on. And, like, if there's, like, I don't know, f- some weird Phyrexian zombie. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um... Are zombies going, or uh, are Phyrexians going to Innistrad? I Probably, don't, right? Maybe. It seems like they they're would. going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, they're scared of Emrakul. Yeah. Did you did you hear what happened to Shieldred? No, what happened to Shieldred? Apparently, Johnny wasn't having it and chopped her head off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, uh, hmm. came across Twitter. I was not seeking it out, but I, I got I got bored. I thought Johnny was on Team Shieldred. Johnny's on team Elishnorn. Oh, so the story was that that Johnny was like, "Yeah, Shieldred, you're you're in it for power. It should all be about unity. There's no room for those who don't want unity." Head chop. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. No I in team, huh? <laughs> no Shieldred in team. Correct. No. Uh, Do you know that there is an I in the A? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the A hole. <laughs> There we go. I hadn't heard that before. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, we have Bedlam Reveler, which was like... It was kind of the modern Murktide Regent before Murktide Regent. Yeah. So six... I don't, I don't know that does enough now, but... Yeah, it's six red-red for a 3-4, and this, cre- this spell costs one less to catch for each instant and sorcery in your graveyard. It has prowess, and when it enters the battlefield, discard your hand and then draw three cards. Yeah, so it's a way for cheap, like, spell-based decks to refill. I mean, and now, like, isn't this just... Like, the first line of text is just Talarian Terror? Yeah. Which is a common. Right. And this was, like, an expensive rare for a while. Yeah, but Talarian Terror doesn't refill your hand. It doesn't. It doesn't. But, like... You could definitely see a deck where if you didn't want a Phoenix, mm-hmm. you just cantrip and cheap stuff, and then you just play four Tolarian Terriers, four Bedlam Revelers. Yep. And that's how you win the game. You're just like, you know, play with fire, opt, consider, mm-hmm. and then you just like, here you go. 
here's a couple cheap things that are um big how close are we to like mono red prowess we have swift spear yeah we have soul scar swift spear skull soul scar uh runaway seamkin mm-hmm. this now mm-hmm. yeah like it might be there yeah i mean and like you could like put in some burgies and just like basically cast all your cantrips for free yeah i mean i don't know if that's a playable deck or not but i mean it's a it's a style of deck that people play yeah right like just like you know there are people that just want to play mono red and they don't want to play like burn they want to do something a little different and like that's a little different mm-hmm. um yeah but probably a tier Ooh, two and we're gonna have ragavan at least in Historic. historic yeah so you could monkey man hard in uh yeah. well i think like mono red prowess is kind of a thing in historic yeah with uh or blue red prowess but you could probably get with making it mono red mm-hmm. speaking of cards that go well in blue red <laughs> collective defiance yeah this was a legacy legacy playable card right briefly yeah it it did see uh, play in Pioneer until Expressive Iteration got banned. Okay. So it's one red red for a sorcery with Escalate 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, target player discards all the cards in their hand and then draws that many cards. Collective Defiance deals 4 damage to target creature. Collective Defiance deals 3, da- uh, uh, three damage to target... Uh, opponent or Planeswalker. Opponent or Planeswalker. Sorry. Uh Right. Could not read the the bottom there. Yep. I should probably increase the size of my window, but no, I am not that old. Uh, he refused says, to. He says as he zooms in. There we go. Um, there we go. Look at that. I'm not gonna scroll down further. Um, so this card goes very well with Narset. Oh yeah. So that was the uh, th- that was the pioneer deck for a bit. Okay. Was. When you had expressive iteration, you were Narset uh, collective defiancing people. Mm-hmm. So you could Narset and then like the following turn be like, all right, discard like four cards out of your hand. You draw one yeah. and like kill a creature. I've yeah, stabilized. Pretty backbreaking. Yeah. I just kind of mind twisted you and yeah. I killed your creature. I hope you have enjoyed this interaction. I know I have. Uh, so, yeah, that's Welcome why I had it there. Nice like, that is another card that we'll see some play. Mm-hmm. And, like, w- not if. When they print, plant, uh, print a, like, oh, this is a harmless, like, blue or red draw spell that ends up breaking three formats, this card will be yeah. great for mm-hmm. those few months. Till it's it, banned. Is collective is uh, expressive iteration still legal in uh, historic? Uh, I think so. So that's something you can do. Yeah, it is. It is legal in historic because historic is the place where no bannings make sense. But right. Yeah, 
Bandon Legacy, Pioneer, uh, Pioneer Explorer, Legal and Modern, and Historic. Makes sense. Seems seems perfectly reasonable. Yep. Um. So yeah, so that that is a card that will probably float around Historic and do unfun things. Mm-hmm. Moving on to green. Yeah. You get Cryptolith right. It's a, a throwback. One in a green for an enchantment. Creatures you control have tap at one mana of any color. Like, that was a Pro Tour deck, right? Like, it did that well? A, yep. That that was a deck at one point. Yeah. Um, Not that it still is, but I'm sure that... I'm sure this card will see some play. Yeah, it'll do something. Yep. Um... It's so hard, though, because, like, there's so many cards now that are, like, both, like, the engine and the enabler. Right. Or, like, they're both they're both halves of the, like, engine in one card. Yeah. Because what is, oh, gosh, Katilda? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All your humans tap for mana. And she's also a human. It's like, I'm a mana dork and make all your other things mana dorks. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Like, I used to have to play a, an individual card and then hope to draw a creature. And now it's just like, nope. You can collect a company into your make into your crypto flight rights now. Like, yep, oh, you okay. get it all. Thank you. I appreciate this. Um, next up, this is so funny that... We have the Grease Fang package. Mm-hmm. So there are roughly... There are like two like main versions of Grease Fang. Mm-hmm. And they both rely on cards from this block. <laughs> so you have the Eldritch Evolution uh, deck. So Eldritch Evolution is one green green for a sorcery is additional cost you sack a creature and then you mm-hmm. can search your deck for a creature card mana value x plus two of this where x is the sacrificed creatures uh mana value so up to x plus two yep so this gives you extra copies of grease fang yep and so in those decks you play citrus supplier Seder wayfinder you play just more creatures Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because you can sack your Stitcher supplier, mill yeah. your Parhelia, and go get a Greasy Boy. Yeah, and then there are is Traverse the Ovenwald and Vessel of Decency, which I'm gonna have to bring up because I think I remember them, but I don't wanna don't wanna t- send the people in the wrong direction here. So Traverse okay. is a green for a sorcery that looking 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 that lets you search your land for a search your deck for a basic land. Put it in your hand in the shuffle. So it is lay mm-hmm. of the land. Yep. Unless but you have delirium. If you have delirium and delirium, which we haven't even brought up to this point, delirium is if you have four or more card types among cards in your graveyard. Instead, search your library for a creature or a land, reveal it, and put it into your hand. So this lets you search for your greasy boy. Mm-hmm. Um. So. And then- Vessel is a enchantment for a single green, and you can pay one in a green and sacrifice it to reveal the top four cards of your library. 
You may put an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker card from among them into your hand and the rest in your graveyard. Probably creature or land. Yep. Uh, but it puts an enchantment in your graveyard to enable delirium mm-hmm. and mills you, which you want to be doing anyway. Which also helps you get delirium. Yep. So it turns on your, your uh, what's it called? So you can like turn one vessel, turn two, activate it, and then turn three, like do something else, traverse, go get your grease fang, turn four, bring the beats in the air. Yep. So that was the Pro Tour version of the deck, was traverse plus vessel. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen a bunch of the uh, Eldritch Evolution versions do yeah. well on arena do well um in recent uh gosh what are they called recent leagues and uh challenges yeah so but yeah like so whichever flavor of grease fang you want you get to build now congratulations which is you know now we have another like kind of full pioneer deck on arena right because a lot of times we've had to play like 80% of a Pioneer deck. Right. And it's like, no, now you get the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so the next card is not part of a Pioneer deck. It's more just a card I'm excited to have on Arena. <laughs> okay, that's fine. This is your podcast. Brings back fond memories. This is uh, Fevered Visions. One blue-red for an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's end step, that player draws a card. If the player is your opponent and have four or more cards in hand, Fevered Visions deals two damage to that player. You just fill up their hand and uh, hurt them for it. Yep. Um, also usually plays um, like tempo-y spells or taxi spells to mm-hmm. make cards get stuck in their hand, like not remand but things like remand unsubstantiate or like elder deep fiend tap their lands that kind of stuff i mean think about um there's fading hope now Mm -hmm. and there's brazen borrower oh yeah right like you just borrowers definitely with this deck once like you just basically aren't in the aren't in the uh the business of playing like like red removal you're just right. like you play a little bit but you're like bounce your thing bounce your permanent yeah. bounce your thing and just keep their hand full yeah because you're filling your hand with fevered visions and you're emptying your hand because you're bouncing all of their stuff yeah yeah the only the only issue the only hurdle is that um uh so many things now have good end of the battlefield abilities right now, granted, if it draws them a card, it's just playing into your hand. <laughs> um, I had another uh, another card popped into my head as a oh Narset's reversal. Oh yeah, right? that's kind good of too. kind of remand. Yep. Like I uh, put it back in your hand and I'll cast it. Yep. Yeah. So no, this this can be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Grim Flare. Yeah, I don't think this card's ever going to do anything, but. It's know, a card that we're getting, so... I unfortunately bought some when the set came out because at the time that Grim Flayer came out, Wizards had not printed a bad Mythic 2-drop. Right. And this was kind of when they printed a bad Mythic 2-drop. 
Well, I, I mean, to be fair, it, it saw some play for a while. Yeah, like I saw play in modern and stuff. Yeah. But now it says Surveil 3. Weird. Oh, that is weird. Uh, so, yeah, Grim Flare is black-green for a 2-2 with Trample. When it deals combat damage to a player, Surveil 3. And then if you have Delirium, it gets plus 2, plus 2. Mm-hmm. So it can just be a big boy. Uh, yeah, but it also like can fill your yard. And it also gives you selection. It does a lot. Yeah. yeah. This little 2-2 two, two for 2 does a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's just hard in like, modern magic now. Right. It doesn't do anything when it ETBs. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Useless. So, Nahiri the Harbinger. This card's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, two red-white for a four-loyalty Planeswalker. Uh, plus two, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. Mm-hmm. Minus two, exile target enchantment, tapped artifact, or tapped creature. A weird thing, but okay. Weird thing, or okay. And then eight, search your library for an artifact or creature, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle, it gains haste, return it to your hand, be the next end step. Now, this used to get Emrakul the Aeon's torn. Right. We will not have that luxury. But, have you? Can I introduce you to a certain 7 7 angel? Oh, yeah. That draws you a crap ton of cards when it comes into play? Yeah. Right? Seems good. This also will, right? The, the plus two lets you discard the bad ones that are in your hand. Mm hmm. Right? Imagine, a, like, you start the game by, like, doing whatever on turn one and turn two, and then going, like, fable into nahiri you have seen so many cards (laughs) at the end of your fourth turn that you have to have your reanimation spell in your hand right right and like we have some like non-embarrassing red reanimation spells Mm -hmm. not red i'm sorry white like invoke yep and then there's a thing that brings back enchantments and artifacts i don't know if Mm -hmm. you've played against someone who has like uh, repair and recharged in omniscience. Oh, that's pretty gross. Yeah, and invoke also will get you back at omniscience or whatever. Yep. So like this can kind of like feed a curve of like turn five. I am doing something silly. Yep. Uh, let's go. So. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about about it with Atraxa. Yeah, you. Atraxa's reached the level of you have to think about everything with Atraxa now. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and then our favorites, Prized Amalgam. Yeah. All the graveyard shenanigans. The Prized Amalgam is one blue-black for a 3-3. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard... Return Prized Amalgam from your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped at the beginning of the next end step. Um, this is... was the payoff for Dredge. Mm-hmm. Um, and also triggers off of, like... Now, it triggers off all the escape stuff, like if you're Urrowing mm-hmm. or uh, Kruxaing yeah. or whatever whatever you're doing. Um, 
It does all that stuff too. Whatever inging you're doing, it does. Whatever inging you're doing. We also have that uh the card from um Storm Herald, the two and a black bring things back from the graveyard. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Call, call the, the uh, call the death dweller. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah. And if you're Esper, you also have a brought back. Or can't stay away, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot yeah, of things the, you can do. All the knife stuff to dump them in your in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we have Spell Queller. Which we kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah, so it's one blue white for a flash flying two three. And when it enters the battlefield, exile target spell with mana value four or less. When it leaves the battlefield, the exile uh the exiled ugh. The exiled, the exiled card's owner may cast that card without paying its mana cost. There we go. Gosh. Yep. Um, so you get to eat a spell, and then it stays eaten until the thing dies, and then it gets cast. Yeah, so, so it's a it's a tempo play, but... It is. Uh, I mean, but again, if you win the game, right? it was a hard counter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're playing and you want your spell cast, you have to let your spell get eaten before you kill it. Yes. So if you're if the trigger's on the stack, you have to let the trigger resolve. I saw someone miss top eight of an SCG because his opponent spell quellered him and in response to the trigger, he killed the spell queller. Mm-hmm. So the cast trigger went on the stack. But it wasn't exiled. So it wasn't exiled yet, it. so his card just went away. Like he played escape shift, and yeah. escape shift got eaten, and they bolted the spell queller, and it was like, yeah, no, you don't, you don't get your spell back. Right. And the guy was like, oh, okay, and then like lost, and it's like, well, that sucks because he had it covered. Right. And it was particularly annoying because this is the old templating where there are two separate mm-hmm. triggers. It's like, also weird because this was like after they changed to the new templating. <laughs> yeah, so Fiend Hunter is in the lit, is in the uh, set of cards. And yeah. so like if you if someone plays a Brutal Cathar and then you bolt it, your creature kind of doesn't go away. Right. It just stays there. If you play a Fiend Hunter and the trigger goes on the stack and you bolt it, your Gone card forever. goes away forever. Right. It's It's weird. So just be aware of that. So this is going to be, this is the last piece that Blue White Spirits was missing. Mm -hmm. And it also now has uh, Sea Chrome Coast. Yes. And the the Blue White Henge and Mm -hmm. Atacar Waste. Yep. So it kind of has all the pieces and like the Blue White, the Blue White Land, the, the Slow Land. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it just has all the mana that you can need to make blue, to like make blue and white work. So mm-hmm. like this was the last card it needed. Yep. So in addition to mono blue, there'll also be blue white. And some people like blue white better. Some people like mono blue better. But annoying spirit decks will be a thing. Get ready. Get ready. Be prepared. Yep. And uh, to uh, to round out our list here, we have two colorless cards. Mm-hmm. The first I alluded to earlier with Elder Deep Fiend, 
a weird card with a weird mechanic. It's a uh, eight generic mana to cast for a five six with flash, and it has emerge five blue blue. So the way emerge works is when you cast it, you sacrifice a creature, and the emerge cost is reduced by that creature's mana value. Just the so generic I, mana is reduced, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So if I sacrifice a three drop, Elder Deep Fiend is two blue blue. Yes. Um, and then when you cast this spell, tap tap up to four target permanents. So it's so not the, when it enters the battlefield; it's when it's cast. Yeah, cast trigger. Um. The play pattern is to flesh this out in your opponent's upkeep and tap their lands down usually, but So this is for Anthony. Uh I have effects in your upkeep. Yes. It's how you do it in paper. I have effects in your upkeep. And past turn I have effects in your upkeep, and then you just yep. tap their lands in their upkeep and you have yep. a five six. It is glorious. I, I got a question for you. Okay. When you're playing arena, do you ever put a random stop on your opponent's upkeep just to keep them on their toes? Um I have, but not often. Okay, just checking. I've done it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Like, and then like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make them think like I got something here, and then I'm gonna pass. Yep. Uh, I stop on their draw step. <laughs> in case I have Vendillion <laughs> click. Yeah. In case it's 2010, <laughs> I have Vendillion click. Yeah. Um, and then I added Emrakul the Promised End. Mm-hmm. 13 mana for a 13-13. This spell costs one less to cast for each uh, type among cards in your graveyard. When you cast this spell, you gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn. After that turn, that player takes an extra turn. Has flying trample protection from instance. So, this was the only thing to do in standard. For a bit. This is this is also going to be a better card in four months, three, two months. Win battle than it has ever been. Yeah. We have an extra type. Yes. Yep. Um, there was a time in the last six months to a year that this was a uh, in elementals in uh in modern. This was mm-hmm. a cyborg card because that deck can generate so much mana. It just didn't matter. Yeah, 13 is not a big deal, and you're just like, bonk. And so, for those of you who have never been mind-slavered before, um, (laughs) this text, while it is not just win the game... Yeah, it's usually pretty close. It's pretty close, as long as you, as the person who is controlling your opponent's turn, is smart enough to figure out how to ruin their life. Right, like that's yeah, what it comes down. Like to. it's not hard to figure that out either. Use their removal spells to kill their own stuff, make bad attacks, blah 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 blah. Yeah, like at the worst case, Emrakul always just kills their best creature. Yeah. And, unless it has like Death Touch or Indestructible or something, right? It's just like you play Emrakul, you take over their turn, you attack their creature into your Emrakul, and you eat it. Yep. There's and also, it, like, fail-to-find shenanigans. Yeah, like, oh, I'll crack your uh, Fable to Passage and not find a land. 
Yeah. But or your fable the mirror breaker goes off and you discard the two best cards. Yeah. But like, you know, on some, sometimes you have to make sure like if you have a fa- uh, a fabled passage and your opponent casts an Emrakul, you search with your fabled passage. Right. Right. You don't give them that opportunity. So like you're when it's on the stack, you're on damage control. Yeah. Also, this is a cash trigger. It is. This is going to happen. Right? Like unless you like stifle it? Some Yeah. Um we have like disallow on arena, right? We do. They didn't give us the uh the card that like countered and exiled all triggers on the stack. Yeah. From from this set from this block. Uh but uh like you could definitely if you wanted to do something like you know, fun and not super competitive. You could uh, spin the wheel with, uh, oh gosh, Aetherworks Marvel. Mm-hmm. This has a ton of, uh, that has a ton of hits now. Yep. Lulamok, Emrakul, Ugin. Yeah. I mean, it's nice because Marvel casts, so you get the cast triggers. Yeah, exactly. You get all the cast triggers, so you get to do the big thing. Yep. Uh, I I know we're almost done, but I wanted to point out um, the rare lands are now all at uncommon. Are they really? So, oh, yeah. Choked Estuary, Crazy. Foreboding Ruins, Fortified Village, Game Trail, and Highland Lake. No, sorry, and Port Town, I'm sorry. Port Town, yeah. Are all uncommons now. And Wild. they didn't lower the rarity of the uh, uncommon lands from the set. (laughs) That's weird. Well, I guess the uncommon lands give you the other color. Yeah. So effectively, they've basically, you now have a full set of 10 10 uncommon duels. Yeah. Um, And still weird. For those of you that are playing in 2016, I'd like to point out that what I'm going to do is the first time we have mentioned Avison. Oh, yeah. Okay. Avison has not seen play since Standard, I don't think. I don't think so. I Someone was talking about... Uh, it was like an old... Maybe it was like Chris Piccolo. Like, this is years ago. Mm-hmm. Talking about how he hadn't played in a while and he went to uh, uh, some sealed tournament. And he's like, yeah, I lost to this big flash. It might not have been Pakula, but it was someone like that. I lost to this big five mana flash four four angel that like they had to unroll a piece of register tape to list all the things that it did on it. <laughs> and that's yeah. just stuck with me that like Averson got flashed in and then you had to like unroll the CVS receipt to read all <laughs> of the text. And it's quaint now because it's not that much text. Right. Compared to current cards. But the card that ran standard for its entire time in standard, uh, three white white for a flash four four flying vigilance, when it enters uh, the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible, and then non uh, whenever a, when a non angel creature you control dies, transform Archangel Avicen at the beginning of the next upkeep, and she got very angry and became a six five flying and was red. 
and then she would deal three damage to each other creature and opponent. Uh, that card like ran standard. Oh yeah, backbreaking. Yeah, like unbeatable. Like oh, yeah. like you would just like. So if you've played now and you're like, oh, they have four mana, I don't want to attack into a wandering emperor. This was like, oh, they have five mana, I don't want to attack into Everson. losing my best creature and then all my other stuff because all their things are indestructible. Yeah. So, uh, a different time. The card still reads powerful, but... Like that's not will likely white... not do much though. Yeah, that is not what white decks are about. Yep. So with all of that, I think we have a show. I think we have a show. So, uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, say hi, give us some show ideas, any of that stuff. Um, uh, check out all those links, all that social media stuff is in the description. Yeah, hit us up. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Buy whatever you're going to buy as far as magic goes from TCG player after following that link, and you will automatically support the show. TCG player will give us a percentage of your order to help keep the lights on, so to speak. If you want to support us more directly, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Sign up, chip a couple bucks in however much you you think we're worth for the the enjoyment that we give you every week for uh, a little over four years now. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show, so they get a little bit more content every week. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys roughly every other month. Um, I got them together, but I got to print the letter before I can mail them out, so they'll be coming soon. Thanks, patrons. You're the best. You had a rough weekend, so... I, I did have a rough weekend. So, d- no no problem. Totally understand. Yep. yep. Alright. Uh, and, when you go to YouTube, soon there will be these, uh, uh, these cards getting played on the uh, limited stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that to look forward to. That's exciting. So with all that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.